Welcome to the Continuous Delivery Podcast. My name is Zarar. I'm Chaba. I'm Cheesy. And I'm Hino. Whenever people sort of ask us for metrics on how things are going or what metrics to track, our default response has been Dora. What is Dora? I'll start us off. So Dora is a set of five metrics now that uh, a group of researchers started tracking uh, several years ago, uh, started interviewing companies and gathering data. They wrote a book called Accelerate, where they kind of explained the process and, and what they've seen as part of the impact of that. Uh, recently, they became part of Google Cloud. But the five metrics that, that, they, that they have are uh, deployment frequency. In other words, the number of uh, production deployments per a specific time frame. Uh, they have a second one called lead time for change, and that's the time for work to be implemented, tested, and delivered all the way out to production. Uh, mean time to recovery, which is the average amount of time between when an incident uh, are discovered and, and when they are resolved. And change failure rate, the number of failed changes kind of divided by the changes expressed as a percentage. And they have sort of goals for each of these. Oh, oh fine. Sorry. The fifth one is availability. What percentage of time is is your software available? And they sort of have goals for these. Uh, the first one, deployment frequency, their goal is several times a day. Uh, lead time for change, they would like to see that happen in less than one hour. Uh, mean time to recovery, again, less than an hour uh, change failure rate, the target would be under 15%. Uh, what they've done is they've, they've collected, like I said, data from a lot of, of companies and they've started to correlate high performance characteristics with teams that focus on and track these, these, these metrics. And, and uh, they publish the results every year in a document called the State of DevOps. A lot of our teams that, that we work with, this is how we focus on the delivery side of what we do. And the, the cool thing about these metrics is that they're kind of difficult to game, right? So with an awful lot of other metrics, it's very easy to game them. Uh, if you know that you're measured on those particular things, then you would, um, yeah, you, you would basically expose behaviors that, that would show a good metric, but not necessarily bring you closer to where you want to be. And the Dora metrics uh, do a really good job at... Um, encouraging people to make right decisions and to introduce the right behaviors. And there's little chance or little opportunity actually to game it and get good metrics without getting the benefits of them. And I'm always skeptical whenever any metric is, is shown to me. But what I, what I like about Dora is that they've applied the scientific method to proving the efficacy of a metric. Uh, it's not like it's an arbitrary metric, which, you know, as you said, can be gamed. It's not something that came top down from management. It actually came bottom up from observing teams and what they were working on over a over a period of time, and the sample size is quite large. And the way they they aligned on these is uh, is really using the scientific method of like you know forming a hypothesis and 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 and, and trying to falsify it and, and that. So that that's definitely something very unique about this uh, approach. And what I love about the Dora metrics is that it actually ties in a very psychological concept within it. Because one of the things that if, like, if you're an organization that's really good on the five metrics that uh, Cheesy mentioned, and notably lead time and, uh, uh, and, and the deployment frequency, it correlates very nicely. Uh, there's a very strong correlation between 
organizational culture and team health and team happiness. And I haven't necessarily seen a metric which takes a lot of the technical aspects on how people work and and predicts happiness out of that, which is something very, very unique. I wanted to add uh, that my, my liking of the Neurometrics is is because it can be applied universally. It doesn't matter what type of methodology the, the team uses, waterfall, agile, whatnot. It is it, it, it can be measured and it can provide uh, feedback. And and that's a, a very, very powerful tool because often what happens is uh, when a when a team or organization or a group starts moving towards towards uh, more agile methodologies, it's good to have some sort of a baseline that then they can compare themselves once they start uh, making those improvements. One of the great things about these DORA metrics is that they are not something that you typically have to have someone go out and track because because they, they literally are, are focused on outcomes, actual trigger events like a physical deployment or like a physical commit of code uh, that that it's very easy to just have these metrics automatically come out of your workflow, which makes them very, very much unbiased. Uh, to that end, actually, Google has open sourced a dashboard uh, called Four Keys that folks can download. And uh, if they're using uh, a common set of tools, uh, automatically start to produce these. Although, to be quite honest, it's not hard to produce this data on your own as well to create a small little dashboard for that. Uh, the fact that it's outcome based actually as, as, as Hino was alluding to a little bit earlier also causes it to roll up a lot of things, you know, teams that try to focus on, on things like, like, uh, you know, part of their agile process, for example, they look at, they look at velocity or they look at stories groomed or things like that. Well, those, those are, Interesting, and the team might be able to use those to help them micro-adjust. But to be quite honest, a software development team's goal is to deliver software. And in a continuous delivery or continuous deployment fashion, our goal is to commit code and get that code in front of our users as rapidly as possible. And these are the metrics that I think help us uh, focus on that and represent that best. And I would just like to add that it's it's really really good, especially at the beginning when when an organization decides to adapt these metrics, that they can gauge very quickly where they are actually are compared to the industry, because such a such a big sample, uh, what what the Dora metrics provide, such a such a large um, uh, audience that was that was surveyed, very quickly the organization can gauge. Okay, where are we on this on this slider, right? To 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 Chi's point, to those those uh, <clears throat> those metrics. And, uh, and, and very quickly, they can see, okay, how far are we from being, uh, in, in Dora terms, an elite team? If we need to start with one, which one would you pick? Hmm, that's a tough question. I, I would probably say deployment frequency. I'd agree with that. I, I like lead time. I, and, and the reason I like lead time, because... It really exposes the complexities of an organization and the complexities of how, what kind of effort does it take to get your code uh, from the moment that the code is checked into the point, get into production. 
I'd probably start with deployment frequency because that's also fairly easy to measure. So if you're a new company that's trying to adopt this, uh, that probably is uh, is the easiest one to measure because that data is almost readily available to you and you have a lot of control over optimizing that. Uh, lead time is actually my favorite metric uh, of, of the ones there, but it's definitely a little bit more controversial because you don't really know when the clock starts on lead time and there are very different opinions on that. One thing that I've... Uh, kind of struggle with sometimes uh, with the metrics is that they don't necessarily directly tie to business outcomes. You still have to make that effort of making that connection between, yes, these four things are are working well, and how does how do these impact the business metrics? And I know the research says that, you know, the business outcomes are heavily correlated with these four metrics, but for a particular organization, like in their context, there's still a bit of work to do to actually make that connection. And that just requires, you know, strong product management and, and just general good management and leadership support. So in that sense, and Zara, you're absolutely right, it, it, it really measures whether or not your software engineering team process um, holistic system is producing good results. It's doing it in a timely basis. It's doing it with high quality, those, those kinds of things. If you're working on the wrong things, it will not tell you that. Right. So it's only going to tell you whether or not you can achieve results relatively quickly and you do it with high quality, but it won't tell you what the actual business value is that is associated with that. In fact, if you go to the uh, annual state of DevOps reports, they basically have a picture that kind of draws two circles. One of them is delivery and one of them is lean product uh, management. And they say that Dora is really focused on that delivery aspect. How rapidly can the development team deliver what is being asked of them from the product team? But how do we derive value? How was value delivered really comes from the product folks to make those decisions. Like Hino said, if we can deliver something really rapidly, but the product folks have asked us to deliver something that's of low value, then, uh, then, then that team is not delivering great value. There are plenty of other metrics that, that probably fall on that that product value stream, and maybe, uh, maybe we could uh, uh, venture over there for just a while. Well, if your product is supposed to increase your customer share or the number of customers that you have, then then that's your metric right there. If your product is is aiming to increase your revenue or to increase the um, conversion rate, then your your metric is right there. So you need to really look at what the business objectives are that your organization has. Uh, I'm not personally aware of, of anything that is as generic as, uh, as Dora metrics to measure that value, but I would look into, um, into what the real objectives are of the business. So I would add, uh, you know, that that what what you mentioned, and and now we're going into into more more detail there about leading and trailing indicators. So what you mentioned about conversion rate, that could be that could be a really really a strong uh, trailing indicator. But there are some leading indicators that we can also use. For example, site visits, right? That eventually could could convert into a a conversion. So 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 there are to your point, there are a whole range of of indicators. Some are uh, some would give us some very early signs. That our experiments and our and our business outcomes have the potential to be reached, and and then we have some some proof when when that and conversion comes that, that indeed uh, th- those goals has been met. But your but I hundred percent agree with you. 
depending on your on your uh, business needs there are a whole range of items and this is where product management and 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 the product owner comes in to be able to articulate those uh, those goals yeah and sometimes you have companies that know exactly what they want or what metric they're trying to optimize for whether it's subscribers ad revenue or what have you but in some instances you don't necessarily know what you want to optimize for and if you have strong dora metrics and you're able to deliver quickly it also enables experimentation because we talk a lot about experimentation on this podcast but that's only possible if you actually have the right delivery structure underneath if we're asking our product managers to experiment well they need to be able to deliver quickly if if you're good at doing dora then you are able to start experimenting and then using those experiments you can figure out what metrics you maybe need to optimize for if you don't know that beforehand yeah zarar you stole some of my uh my, what i was going to say uh, i've had one client that they what they did was just measure number of experiments assuming that each experiment that we run we learn something and learning is valuable and that's how we improve the value of what we deliver so they had something very simple which was just count the number of experiments and that's a really good leading indicator right as what chaba mentioned before um the more experiments you have the more value you can drive from going to production faster from capturing that data that will allow you or help you to get better at what you're doing and so forth and it's something that can come right out of a workflow maybe maybe that's something we should talk about or something we should work on is what would be the product equivalent of dora metrics that can just come out of the workflow so that we don't have to make some some guesses product equivalent of dora metrics can we trademark that right now and make millions off of it is it possible can we do that yeah we can we can definitely do the first part the second part making millions off of it is always the the challenge isn't it but there is one element which which i i distinctly remember from the from the dora report which they call out which is psychological safety and and the reason i would like to call call this out because uh, the organization has to be ready to allow these these experiments either on the on the technical side or on the business side because because these experiments very often fail right and and then and then we see it with our with our clients sometimes that technical experiments sometimes fail we we try something and then then it doesn't work and without that psychological safety it is very 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 difficult to even embark on this on this trip. So if you want to improve your dora metrics or if you want to improve your business metrics, like like whatever aspect this question is going to come up sooner rather than later. Yeah, you 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 bring up a couple of really good points there uh uh, uh Chaba. One, one of them is that the dora reports or the state of devops reports actually talk about more than just the dora metrics themselves, but they also talk about sets of practices which i typically see from teams who score very well on this things like trunk-based development like uh test first development etc so so that that's one one very important aspect that that i think we need to add in java also mentioned the fact that experiments oftentimes fail um i would argue that it's not an experiment or you're not running experiments if they don't fail there was an organization that i once worked with that um, wanted to increase the number of experiments and um, they were as- asking me how we could actually measure that and track if we were on the right on the right path and if we really were getting value from our experiments so i 
I kind of proposed two metrics. One was the number of experiments that we did, and two was the number of experiments that failed. And I added a target just because the organization was working with targets, and I said that uh, I wanted the number of failed experiments to exceed half of the number of experiments that we we ran. So half of them needed to fail in order to uh, to have real experiments. And I said, no, no, we can't do that. We need to have at least 80% of our experiments who succeed. So, well, that's that's actually the issue, right? So there, there's your uh, psychological safety right there. I, I want to challenge even this basic idea that we're just talking about. I don't even, I can't grasp how an experiment can fail. You know, an experiment is, I've got a hypothesis, you know, and I want to to learn, is the hypothesis correct or not? Or sometimes an experiment is, does the user prefer A or do they prefer B? Or if I provide, if I give them A, you know, will this other metric go higher or lower if, than if I give them B? Those are not things that can fail. It's, it's not about failure. If you're structuring something or calling something an experiment that you believe passes or fails, then I'm of the opinion that you don't have an experiment at all. Interesting aspect. So, so what you're trying to say, Cheesy, is that that every experiment is a learning opportunity. This is this is where you are going. Uh, it, it that that is the definition here in this context. It's not that that you know, hey, we're going to hold you accountable if A is not better than B. It's like no, I want to learn which one is, and that's kind of the whole general premise here. Uh, is to you know deliver value by helping no one understand what our users want and prefer. There is a good acronym which I which I like uh, for fail, which could be uh, which could underline what what Cheesy was saying. It's a first attempt in learning. So I, I like to I like to use that. So the links to uh, Dora are in the show notes of this podcast. Uh, give us a follow at, uh, on Twitter at, at ContinuousPod, and, and we have a LinkedIn group as well. Uh, it's the Continuous Delivery Podcast. Uh, if you have any ideas for show topics, uh, let us know on Twitter or in the LinkedIn group or email or Twitter, one of us uh, individually. Uh, and that concludes this edition of the Continuous Delivery Podcast. Goodbye.